Well, I doubt there'll be bus stops on Mars, but some believe there will be homes on the Red Planet within the next few decades. What might those living spaces look like? I guess a lot of us have been thinking about that since the opening of the movie The Martian, which has been the blockbuster for the last couple of weekends. In case you haven't seen it yet, Matt Damon plays Mark Watney, an astronaut stranded on Mars who has to figure out how to survive until he's rescued. i got to figure out a way to grow three years' worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Seems far-fetched, but people like Elon Musk, the founder of PayPal, Tesla and SpaceX, well, he says people will be setting foot on Mars within our lifetimes. Here he is speaking to CNN's Fareed Sakharia earlier this year. Well, I, I think we could probably send the first person in about 12 years. Wow. Will you be that person? Only if I'm confident that SpaceX will be fine if I die. Another Mars fanatic is Kerry Joles. He's president of the Total Learning Research Institute in Oklahoma. And back in 1985, he wrote the Mars One Crew Manual. We should add that he got his start in space as a child actor back in 1958 on this animated TV show. The Space Explorers. Kerry Joles played the voice of Jimmy Perry, who stowed away in a shipping crate on a rocket ship. Their destination, Mars. That's what got him interested in space in the first place, and now he spends his time imagining how to get other people excited about living on Mars. So he's teamed up with engineers and programmers and the architecture firm Kieran Timberlake to create a realistic model of a Martian space colony that he's calling Mars City. In a moment, more about it. But first up, why do he and others want to live on Mars? That's a good question. Uh, basically, single-planet species don't survive. The dinosaurs were wiped out because they didn't have a dinosaur colony on the moon or on Mars when the asteroid hit 65 million years ago. So it is kind of a, an imperative that at some point, if you know, the Earth will have a collision or the sun will become a red giant or something will happen, and if we have populated the solar system and other planets in the galaxy, then, then the human species goes on. The other probably less severe scenario is that by nature we are a migrating species. Humans started apparently in East Africa and migrated all over the planet adapting to some of the most incredibly harsh environments like the Eskimos and people in the rainforest, people in the desert, developed ways to live in these harsh climates. And Mars, by the way, is both. Mars has polar ice caps uh, so it could be a, an Arctic environment and of course it has the vast dry deserts, where although the water discovery, by the way, is very interesting because the water that they discovered was potentially surface water. They've known for a long time we've, we've got models that show permafrost in the soil under the surface, meaning if you drill down, you'll get rocks with water in them and you can have water, something which they didn't use in the film, interestingly enough. He had to make it using the hydrazine fuel from the launch vehicle. Tell us about Mars City. Mars City would be a, an environment for about 100 people, and it's designed literally to be a complete support system. There are um, modular construction, very much like what you see in the movie. Uh, you need modules. If one module fails, as the central module did in the movie, some of the sub-modules 
can be isolated so not everybody dies immediately. There are common areas. You do need space. Uh, you can't, as you saw, go out, just walk outside on Mars. So if you're inside a lot, uh, you want to have some large spaces. That's one of the things that the architects looked at in, in how do we get light and windows into these larger spaces to give you a sense of openness since you just can't walk out on the surface. That's Kerry Joles. Mars City is an immersive 3D virtual environment that's intended as an educational tool for students. From high school physics classes to architecture undergrad to would-be Mark Watneys, the designers of Mars City considered not just the production of food, but of the basic building materials to keep a city alive. Remember that the nearest Home Depot is millions of miles away, and Mars dwellers will have to make building components using 3D printers. Another key element is sustainable systems such as solar energy and water reclamation. Leah Oxenhandler is one of the designers. So I think as we think about designing spaces for people on another planet um, where humans can feel a sense of place and a sense of home, so just like on Earth, I think habitation on Mars would certainly require us to define, as Carrie was saying, public and private spaces, um, actually making spaces for people creating multiple scales of interaction and gathering. Um, And we would also think about how to integrate nature and views into our designs. Are we going to be growing potatoes in our fertilized by our own poop? um... Well, I actually think that one of the biggest differences between uh, Mars City and and the Hab in the Martian is that uh, you don't see the food production spaces that we've built into Mars City uh, because we're thinking about a long-term mission where people are actually living on Mars, we have spaces for food production that allow for sustainable agriculture. So you don't have to grow the food out of your own poop. You can actually have a hydroponics area of your, your food production, and you, there's actually spaces that allow for aquaculture to happen within a very controlled environment of the HAB. That was Leah Oxenhandler and Kerry Joles, president of the Total Learning Research Institute and author of the Mars One Crew Manual.